Welcome to another episode of Camp Road Eats. I'm your host, Felix Vazquez. Today on the show, we have the founders of Tillit, a food service workwear company. It's founded in 2012 by Alex McCreary and Jenny Goodley. So both the founders met while working at Manders Palace Restaurant in New Orleans just about 20 years ago. Uh, they started the company and their shared experiences in the hospitality industry and their desire for better workwear led to Tillet. Let's get to the interview. Welcome. Um, we have with us Jenny Goodman and Alex McCreary. They are the founders and owners of Tillet. Hello. Hello. Happy to be here. Hello. <laughs> nice to see you guys. Okay. So you guys uh, founded Tillet. Tell us a little bit more about the company and what it's all about before we get into the whole background. Sure. Jen, you want me to jump in? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so we are about 11 years old. And we started, I was a chef, a career chef for uh, nearly 20 years and um, transitioned from restaurant chef to private chef and was, you know, out about the city in New York um, in my not so stylish chef gear and just really felt that the um, clothes that we were offered and we were wearing didn't match up to the pride and such that we felt from um, the profession itself. And so, um, that was our impetus to, to do something different and make change. And so we did, we, we started with a couple of garments and we tested them and we you know, worked with all of a lot of colleagues and people that we knew in the industry. And, um, and then here we are 11 years later through lots of other developments and such as that, and, uh, still try to stay, you know, very connected within the industry, um, keeping, you know, keeping that spirit of, you know, collaboration and, and, that in the design alive. Great. Great. Um, so a little bit more about, let's go into your background a little bit. So you said, uh, just about 20 years being in, in, uh, food service. Uh, what made you get into that? How, how did you just, uh, happen upon that? Um, I, my personality is back of the house. I prefer to be hiding in, in the basement or, or hiding in, uh, in that space, you know, very creative minded. And, um, I basically started cooking, uh, at, at the end of high school and then, worked a little bit in college, um, paid bills. And, um, and then when I graduated, I went to this, uh, really interesting sort of work to live program in, uh, St. John, the Virgin Islands. And that, that's where, um, I really jumped in the kitchen and sort of fell in love with, uh, food, even though, um, that experience was probably one of the, um, least inspiring, like set of ingredients. If you're, if you ever worked on an Island, you'd be surprised to know that, you know, 80% of it is canned goods that come in from somewhere else. Um, but, but nonetheless, it inspired me to, to, to get into the industry and to learn. And, um, essentially from St. John, I went to New Orleans, where it's my hometown, um, worked in a couple of restaurants, went to apply once at Commander's Palace, which is at the time was the, you know, the biggest shop in, in New Orleans and certainly the most respected and, um, got turned away the first time. So I went and worked somewhere else for six months and went back. Uh, applied again, got in that time, um, uh, ended up working there for four there years. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Determination, right? Yeah. There you go. Wow. So four years. Okay. And that's where you guys met, right? That's where we met. I was, and I was a student at the time at Tulane and like Alex in high school, I worked, um, I, we were like a classic front of house or like dining room and, yeah, and yeah. there. Like, and I say that still in our business, it's like, he does all of the design and the creative ideation. And 
manages the production side and I run the business and the sales and the marketing teams and interact with all the customers. So I still, I like, I like to say he's the beauty and I'm the brains, but anyway, um, but yeah, so I, you know, like worked as a hostess in high school and then in college needed, had to make my own money and, um, help pay for some of my college. So I worked at Palace and that's where I really fell in love with food and hospitality in general. The Brennans have an amazing, an amazing legacy of just really, dialing in on hospitality and um and yeah so that was a definitely a formative experience okay great and uh um how did you guys make your way up to new york city was that still while you were still in food service or is that well jen, yeah. well jen, jen came first so she graduated Tulane in 2004 um and came up to new york for work uh pharma at the time she can elaborate more on that but um and then i followed about a year later in 2005 so i came up um, just before Katrina hit New Orleans and um, came up to do a stage for the summer with every intention of going back to New Orleans. Um, Katrina, as everybody knows, sort of wiped out the city for a while, took Commander's Palace down for, I think, over a year. Um, and so I stayed in New York and um, ended up uh, working. I worked at Aureole that summer in New York, which was a Charlie Palmer restaurant. Um, and then ended up opening a restaurant with a gentleman on the Upper East Side and ran that for um three years as the as the chef so let's go back to oh sorry go ahead well then his last career you're leaving out the private chef piece which i think is like really key to where for five years to where we really saw the industry start to change with chefs starting to become really at the forefront and you know alex was like running to the green market to buy ingredients and then cooking dinner for you know, celebrity chef client or celebrity clients that were his private clients and dinner parties and like never really felt cool and professional. And that's where we really started to see this like shift of chefs aren't just in a dining. They're not just in a kitchen. They're also in the dining room. They're also facing guests. They're also Instagram starting to become a thing and there has to be better options. Sure. It was one of those things where people wanted to know more than just, uh, oh, here's a great meal, like who's behind it and the whole story and the whole kind of aspect that went to yeah, restaurant design changed a lot in the last 20 years from, you know, especially in New York. Every kitchen was in the basement. Now they're, you know, at top and just storage downstairs. So people are out and open and walking around. So, you know, aside from being presentable and clean, which was sort of the classic approach was to have this you know, crispy white jacket and crispy pants and hat. But people also want to feel, you know, contemporary in their clothing. And so I think that that change really was inspired you know, both by the way that people were working and people were sharing, but also, you know, restaurant design itself. Right. Definitely. I mean, everybody wants to sit at the chef's table, right? They all, mm-hmm. <laughs> that anyway. um, great. Okay. So that's a big jump between, you know, uh, uh, being irritated, annoyed by what's available out there in the business and to actually say, you know, I can do this and let me t- try my hand at it. I'm sure between busyness with everything you had going on, how did that even go about? Uh, you know, what was the what was like maybe the the, the first kind of piece of uh, article that that you decided to kind of uh, try? We started pretty we started pretty small, and I had a um, I had a couple of friends from college uh, that worked for Kate Spade in New York. Was it? Um, and so she, uh, my friend Jane, introduced me to uh, Whitney Posgay, who has her own line as well. Um, and she, you know, essentially gave us the lay of the land in New York of how to start something. Um, and so introduced us, she actually introduced us to our first pattern maker, which is the guy who's drawing up the garments and pieces of paper. And then they get, you know, laid on the fabric and cut. Um, and he was 
amazing. I mean, he was taking, uh, he was a Japanese menswear, you know, sort of uh, specialist and um, that fit really well into the, you know, the workwear ideas that we had um, to start. And he could take, you know, my like silly sketches of what an apron, what I thought an apron could look like, or what I thought a chef coat or a chef shirt um, or pants might look like for a contemporary chef. Um, and then just like seamlessly, you know, translated those into um, a pattern that we were able to take to his recommendation of, of a, um, uh, a seamstress house. And uh, the industry in New York was like just incredibly friendly and open and sharing. Um, you know, not all industries are that way. And, and fashion certainly has been um, very, was very, you know, helpful to get us started. Um, we were, we had just come off closing a restaurant, which is a whole nother story for another podcast. <laughs> but, podcast. Uh, yeah. Um, so we were very risk averse. And so we were very careful with, sure. you know, the little bit of money that we had left over after that loss. Um, so we, we were, we started really small. So I think we started with a pair of pants, um, a shirt and then two aprons. Um, and, and those are, you know, still actually some of our best selling, uh, garments today. Well, I'll be, we've had improvements to fabric quality and stitching and, you know, some, you know, different sort of cuts and pieces to them. Um, but the basic outline of those three items are still our best sellers today, which is interesting, but also telling to the amount of time that we spent testing with people and getting, um, feedback rather than just like making something that we thought people should wear. And that was, you know, cheap enough for us to make a bunch of money. We like really took time to say, is this what people want? Is this what people like? Um, and can we make a living and, and, and hire some people and employ some people in New York to make this happen? Right, that's a, that was like, and the next step, uh, did you have a good, solid, trusted base of uh, testers and people that gave you real good, honest feedback on this? Yeah, and we still do. I mean, honestly, when we look at like our metrics about how people hear about us, it's like sixty percent organic, either from like friends, coworkers, a restaurant, or with it or like saw it on Instagram, organic Instagram or organic social media. And we still like value that. It's like if people write in and tell us something about like this, your product is great, but this would be better. We literally review that at a team meeting every single week. Like we take product feedback so, so, so seriously. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's just a testament to, to quality. I mean, I'm sure at Canberra, you guys know this, right? Like if something works really well and that, that was always sort of, you know, the basis of our business and hence the name till it comes from the word utility. You know, everything that we do has to be super functional because the people in the industry are working hard and they're using stuff really, really hard, right? So if it stands that test, the same as, as your products do, um, then people are willing to like walk to the next restaurant that they go to and, and tell them, hey, this is this right. is the chef gear you need. This is the, the Canberra containers you need. So right. um, I think that that's, you know, integral and certainly something that we took a lot of time to make sure was right. Right. No, it's true. I, I don't think people uh, understand when you look at, uh, again, like for our products, doesn't matter how small or, or big it is. When you say it's uh, commercial grade, I don't think people understand that. The it means a lot. There, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way it goes through in the in the, in the the food service environment, uh, it doesn't matter if you're at a school kitchen or if you're in, you know, five star, what you call it. So, um, okay, good. So, how many total kind of products do you guys offer? I, I'm sure you have different kind of seasonal things coming in, but you know what's kind of a base type of product and what what's the range of, of things that you you sell? Then you want to take that? 
Sure. Yeah. So right now we have about, um, we try to keep it pretty tight. We have about 50 different SKUs across the brand. Um, and again, because we believe in like really good product, not like a plethora of just selling people whatever product. Um, and so, yeah, so we started, like Alex mentioned, with just one shirt, a pair of pants and aprons. Now we have jumpsuits, overalls, aprons, of course, and every color you could imagine, um, a several pairs of pants. Pants are definitely like a fan favorite across um, across our customers. And we just launched a bunch of women-specific products. So we've always had a men's and a women's chef coat, but we just launched a women-specific chef work shirt, which people are really, really excited about. And so are we. So, yeah. Yeah, we launched hey. a camera cup with you guys. Yeah, which I'm well, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll definitely mention Get in there. It. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious. So you guys manufacturing make uh, all your stuff uh, there, kind of locally. We do. Any- when we started, sorry. Go when ahead. we started, we did. We started in New York, 100, uh, percent and that was mostly, you know, to learn the business and to understand how things are made, and to, you know, also have a very close hand in. Um, making improvements, making changes to the garments as we were developing. Um, and then there comes a point where it, for us, you know, the garment industry in the U S is just not, um, equipped to handle, mm-hmm. um, the volume and, and then scale at the price point that, um, chefs and, and restaurant tours need to be frank. Um, so our, our factory in New York also has a factory overseas. So we started with them. Um, cause they, you know, really understood our quality and knew what we were doing. We were shipping and we still are shipping most of the same fabrics that we use when we cut here, um, overseas. So the quality of the trims and the fabrics, is all the exact same, um, just manufactured elsewhere. And then in the past, like three or four years, uh, we started manufacturing in Colombia as well. And that was, you know, same thing. It was, a, it was a process. We started over basically, um, just at a bigger scale. So it took us about a year, year and a half to get up and running where we felt like the quality of the goods that we were making there um, matched what we were making here um, and then able to, to deliver them, you know, without, you know, making our prices go crazy for our customer base. Right. So the, I, I remember it's uh, probably been a couple of years since we uh, worked with you guys on kind of like an online social media promo, things like that. And then uh, most recently, so we did a little for everybody who doesn't, uh, Remember, we did uh, kind of an internal spoof on having April Fool's kind of a uh, Cambro drinking, you know, kind of a deli cup, right, uh, for chefs. And I guess you guys saw that and you, well, I, I, I want to make a, a put, put words in your mouth. How did the idea that you guys turned into reality here with this uh, one quart container uh, come to be? Like, what did you see? What was the, I'm curious to see how the the, the, the thought pattern was there. Yeah, so I don't. So Alex is a dis, so Alex obviously was a chef for twenty years and was a dis, is also a distance runner currently. So runs marathon. We're on four and counting right now. Oh, sure. Yep. Um, and after his long runs, he would come home. I always, I like, I make fun of him. So we're, we're partners in business and in life. And so I always tease him because he would come home and he would have like three beverages on the counter that he's drinking from, but he always had his Gatorade still in a quart container. And I'm like, you've been out of the kitchen for 20 years. It's been like 15 years since you were working in a kitchen. Why are you still drinking out of a quart container? He's like, it's still the best. And then we were like, but there has to be a better cup for chefs. And we reached, we had worked, as you mentioned with Adriana previously on some social um, things from Adriana from the Cambro team, who's just so much fun and um, always a pleasure. And so we reached out to her and she was like, it's so funny because you guys did that spoof on April Fool's Day. And we we're like, we have to make this 
a reality. It was just, it was kismet, as we like to say. So, right. and the rest is history. Great. And uh, you guys had pretty, pretty good success with that so far, right? Yeah, it sold out in about eight hours on launch day. Um, and we have it up on pre-order right now. So um, I know the Cambro personalization team is just busting their asses, getting it ready for us for the restock. So we so appreciate them and love that the products USA made and um, Adriana's share. We've all shared on social some 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 videos of it actually being made, which is so fun. Um, so yeah, so we're People all- People are loving the, uh, the stamping video. I feel like we need more of that. Yeah. That is uh, it's, uh, yeah. it's very gonna, soothing I, the way that little sponge comes down on each one. Right? Yeah, that's called that's called pad printing. It's uh, it's I could it's, just sit in the factory and watch that. You know what? I, every time I go over there, they again, <laughs> we we do personalization on a ton of different products. So I I just love going back there, seeing when they're making the trays or they put logos on you know different tumblers, things like that. And it is, yeah. it's such a, like, a <laughs> thing, to, thing to see these tumblers going in there, boom, the label, next one, next one. It's like, it's yeah. like a little trance. <laughs> yeah, it's um, so Not going to lie, I watched that video probably like 10 times. It is. It's, <laughs> it's great. And people love to see it behind the scenes. That's, that's obviously always yeah. fun. Uh, what, so what are some of the other collaborations you guys have done? Because I know you do a few different things. And again, same thing. It's, uh, um, you know, obviously you have to be really quick when you think of something like this, you want to get to market, the idea comes about, you want to get it kind of moving and, and, and hit certain kind of timelines. Um, what, what are some of the other things that you guys have done? Yeah, we've been really fortunate to have some amazing brand partners that we've worked with and chef partners. Um, so this we, this was our quarter of collaborations. We just really rolled them out and we actually have another one launching today, our last one of 2023. Um, but yeah, so we worked, we worked with Santa Pellegrino in the past. So we did a really fun pizza collaboration with them and their Ascenza brand, um, and some fun merch with the different pizza shops here in New York city. We um, sent a, uh, a chef or we're just sending a chef, um, as part of that, uh, collab. And that's that, um, is it sweepstakes, is it sweepstakes, Jen? I don't want to yeah. get the, the wording wrong. The legal team is going to yeah. jump on me, but um so sending someone to italy to to check out san pellegrino which is really exciting and it's funny that wow. the uh chef but was he in cincinnati he was in um in iowa in iowa he, he thought it was a scam when we called to to say that he was going to italy so uh it took a few calls but now he i think he's on board he, he trusts us and believes that it actually happened so uh, that, that's a really cool one yeah that's super fun so Okay, so what what are what are your uh, uh, definitely Alex? What, what's what's your favorite product? You know, if it, to to use day in day out, like if you had to pick one of your favorites. Um, if I had to pick one, it'd probably be the pants I'm wearing right now, which is our, our last collection. We call them our Sunday pants because um, they're so comfortable. You want to wear them on your day off. Um, <laughs> just a great work pant. We only do them. They're USA made. They're a little bit heavier weight. Um, so that we only do them as a seasonal collection. Okay. Cause they obviously cost us a little bit more to make in here in New York. Um, but they're fantastic. People love them and they're a great like transition pant from street to kitchen. Um, I'm not in the kitchen as much anymore. I'm in our home kitchen cooking for two little girls that don't eat anything but chicken fingers. So, um, I don't need quite as many professional outfits as I used to. Um, but these pants are amazing. And then Jenny started wearing them, which really makes for a nice winning moment whenever we go out. But, like every day, we both wear the same yeah. tail. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so as far as you know, 
what what's uh, happening in the next you know couple of years? What's what's the kind of future hold? Um, do you want to start dinner? Yep, you got this. Um, I think that for us, it's you know just to continue you know working with amazing people, um, other chefs and other brands um, in a fun, exciting way, and you know we because we're 11 years now, we've sort of, we've developed a lot of different products. So, um, our goal is like Jenny said, not to go super wide with product mix and like have everything under the sun. We want to be, we want to stay special and unique and like really, you know, hone in and dial in the pieces that we have. So we do have a few new, um, items in the works. Like Jenny talked about, uh, with the women's line, we have a, um, women's specific pant that'll be, that's being tested now. We've got about um, 20 to 30 wear testers, um, putting them through the grind. So, um, we should have like us, I think that's our second revision in house that then we, we passed on to be ready to go to wear testers. So we'll probably have a third or fourth revision, um, once it comes back with their feedback. Um, so it's really long. We, we have the time now to, to really take our time and get things, um, moving in the right direction. So, um, that's an exciting one I'm looking forward to. We've got some, um, exciting other big brand collabs that we're crossing our fingers for. There may be champagne of beers in the near future by Tillet or um, some other things. So we'll, we'll see what comes up, but um, all, all exciting and fun stuff within the chef and uh, restaurant community. Very yeah. nice. We have our next, our next launch today. So today we're launching the women's uh, shirt with a unisex pant and a, in like a monochrome set with Chef Paola Velez, which I'm really excited about. And then there's matching aprons as well. Um, so that's giving women chefs more options in the kitchen, women, um, women front of house members too. And then the other fun thing that's coming in, um, in January that I'm excited about is blacked out kitchen towel branded for Tillet because the other, the one complaint we get that we can't do anything about is that the towels leave lint on aprons because they're white and aprons are often dark. So I'm like, yes. yeah, we will have an awesome black kitchen towel. And not the apron's fault. It's the, the towel's the fault. fault. It's the towel. I blame the apron. <laughs> so we're fixing it. Um, yeah. So that's another way we take you back and implement. Yeah. Very good. So really quick, kind of one last question that kind of, as far as inspiration for ideas and things like that, do you get I'm sure you get a lot of unsolicited <laughs> uh, uh, comments and feedbacks, which again, uh, we, we, we get tons of those yeah. too. It's great. I mean, you, you, you love the, you know, people love to feel, like I said, since you're part of the industry, they, they know how you've gotten here. They feel like you're, you're part of it and you're listening to it. Certainly we do with our stuff, but is it, is it a lot of you take some of that or you kind of like well, most of it, you just are absorbent of the ideas and, and the trends out there. Yeah, I think it's like, you know, like you said, part of being hospitality is, you know, listening, listening first and then, you know, sort of reacting from there. And um, we definitely listen to all the feedback that we get. We get a ton of great feedback that's that's informed a lot of um, our product. You know, one of the first things that sort of set us apart was that uh, we're working with a chef in New York, um, I think in 2013. Um that asked us about putting this little snap on the back that he had seen done um, in Copenhagen when he worked there. Um, and so we did that for them and then um, started putting it on all of our garments. And that turned into that, that every chef company in, in the U.S. started doing it. Um, so really, you know, a lot of times those, um, something we should have patented, but whatever. Uh, that's, again, another story. But um, th th that feedback can often lead into something 
um, fantastic. That really changes the way that people work and wear their clothes. Um, and then, yeah, there's, there's certainly things that we get that just don't work, right. That they're too expensive or that the tooling is not available or, you know, just there's not enough demand for it. And that's, you know, that's part of, you know, running an operable successful business is that, um, sometimes you have to say no to those things that just won't move the needle properly for the business. Cause if we can't, you know, if we can't stay afloat and, and do that, then we won't be able to offer anything. So, um, those are balances and stuff that we, we take, but we, we do get a ton of fantastic feedback and we love that people are offering it up and sharing it with us. RIP our beloved chef shorts. Those are, that's one. Yeah. <laughs> We've had people ask for chef shorts multiple times and every time we make them, we're like, okay, we'll make them. Maybe it's different this time. And then you sell like 30 bears. Like, God damn chef shorts. Nobody wants chef shorts. <laughs> so we now have a, sorry guys, we love you. Cut your pants off if you want. We're not making shorts again. <laughs> But chefs aren't shy about sharing their opinions, as I know you guys know from working yeah. food service for decades, and um, and we're here for it. We welcome it. We want this to be a collaborative. We want it to be collaborative with the industry that we love. So it's great. Right. Do you guys uh, you guys sell uh, internationally, or you guys primarily domestic? Do you guys get orders and requests from all different parts of the world, or? So right now we're pretty much only domestic. Um, we ship a little bit into Canada and um, and that's on the D2C side, on the direct-to-consumer side, just through our website. We do work internationally with like big hotel groups um, and folks like that and definitely an opportunity for the future for us. Right. Perfect. Great. Well, thank you. I appreciate your time and uh, continued success. And uh, yeah, Cheers. coming out with great ideas like this. <laughs> yeah, Cheers. damn caps. Coming back in a couple of weeks. Thank you, Felix. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. So nice to see you. Thank you for joining us. Please visit CampbellEats.com for more information on this and many other episodes. <laughs>